0: John chapter 15 verse number 5 what a wonderful time we have already been having here in the house of the Lord on this last day of 2017 and I am ready for 2018 I'm like bring it on bring it on with great revival miracles and healings and signs and wonders revelations coming to pass and the coming of the Lord being one year sooner. Somebody say, He is coming. We're thankful you're here. And I do want to remind you, everybody say, I will be here tonight. Let's show up at 10 o'clock. We're going to praise in the new year. We've got a lot of awesome things that are planned and Uh, We're going to have a time of testimony. There was a few that want to give testimony here uh, this morning. We're going to take out the time to do testimonies tonight of what God has done for us in 2017. We're going to be looking at the past just a little and then uh, projecting into the future, talking about what we're expecting, desiring, and, and wanting to see the Lord do to and through us and to the church and through the church and, of course, we know for that to happen, we have to get ourselves in a position in order for the Lord to be able to use us. Amen? He certainly desires to use you. Tell your neighbor, God desires to use you. We just need to get ourselves in that position. And uh, I, I, I am believing the Lord for, in 2018, I don't want to get a hold of ourselves, but just believe in God for Uh, greater outpourings of His Spirit, Uh, multiple dozens of people, even hundreds receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost and being baptized in the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins, just looking for God to continue to do wonderful, powerful things uh, in our midst. Everyone say prayer. prayer. Fasting. Tell your neighbor, 2018 is the year you are going to lose weight. And we're not going to do it through a diet. We're going to do it through fasting. We are going to fast in 2018. We're going to touch God. We're going to get our flesh under control. And we're going to let the Holy Ghost have his way in our services and in our lives. amen and if I wasn't already in such great shape I'd fast with you John John chapter 15 verse number five no pastors going to lead and uh, we're just going to see in great incredible things I am the vine ye are the branches he that abideth in me and I in him. The same. Everybody say the same. Say the one
1: that abideth in Jesus and the one whom Jesus abideth in.
0: The same. That's what he's saying there. He that abideth in me. And I in him, the
1: same, bringeth forth much fruit. You say, Pastor, I abide in him. He abides in me. Jesus gives a guider counter here. He gives you something to measure that by. You think you abide in me? You think I abide in you? Then where's your fruit? Because he said the same whom I abide in and abides in me will bring forth much
0: fruit. So you think being filled with the Holy Ghost is Jesus abiding in you. But you're wrong. That's just the plan of the salvation. Christ abiding in you is when he controls your life. You abiding in him is when you're obedient to all of his word and commands and walking his steps. And we're not going to get into all that today. But we are launching here this morning for a few minutes. It's 1219. My wife, I woke up this morning to the most beautiful smell you ever had in your life. She's got two crock pots going. Now, I can take a long time preaching. That's why they call them slow cookers. So that you can do other things. And in them crock pots are the two biggest pieces of ribs them long bone ribs and I looked through the glass today and I down there that juice was just a simmering and I said Lord let's get on with church and get it over with <laughs> so that we, we can get home now don't trust your kids to cook my wife said to Luke and Hannah two of them she said it's the two of them turn The fire off on the boiling eggs. And I went in there about 20 minutes later and I smelt something. I looked over in the pot. There was no water in it, just some eggs in there. And I thought, well, she forgot to crack these eggs. And I looked down there and the fire was still going. Don't touch an overboiled egg. I reached over there, I picked some up, I reached over there, and I barely touched that egg, and it exploded right there in front of me. Boom! Egg shell, egg meat, egg yolk. All over me, all under the microwave, all over the counter. Somehow, me and Elizabeth kept the Holy Ghost. And both our children are in church today. Okay, no more rambling. But it's a slow cooker. I want to talk to us today a little bit about I need to need God. I need to need God. You see, my problem and your problem. Is that we don't have a revelation of just how much we need God. And that's why our prayer life is affected. And our study life is affected. And look at your neighbor. This will be the meanest thing you'll ever say. And say, and that's why, sir, you bear no fruit. That was hard, hard, wasn't it? Don't y'all love it when pastors on vacation and these other guys get up here and tickle y'all ears and pastor come back home with the hammer? We're gonna see unbelievable, incredible, glorious things in 18. And you know why? Because we're gonna fix us. We're gonna fix us. Let's put our Bibles down. Let's ask the Lord to minister to us today. God, we need you. We need you, Father. I pray, Lord, that our minds would be opened, our hearts softened, that we might. Lord, that we might be able to receive the Word of God. Let our hearts become fertile ground today. And, Lord, that our minds might receive revelation and understanding, God. We just ask it. Lord, that we would be open to the Word. Father, speak to us. Begin to change us and remake us. Make us into what we are not, God, but what we need to be, Father. Help us to attach ourselves to the vine. We're the branches, God. Oh, that we would attach ourselves to the vine. That your power and glory could flow through us, Father. It's our prayer today. Have your divine way, Lord, in the ministering of the word. We ask it in the wonderful name of Jesus. Everybody say amen. And before you see it, will you clap your hands again to the Lord? With all our might, come on, let's clap our hands to the Lord. We love you, Jesus. We bless you. We magnify you, Father. We magnify you. We adore you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give us awareness of how much we
1: need you. We need you. We need you. We need you. Hallelujah. You can
0: be seated. What an awesome job. I I love it when Brother Sapp begins to sing. Wasn't that awesome? Weren't we blessed? I wish, I wish he'd do that more often. He always comes over and says, Pastor, I'm sorry I took so long. I said, man, come on. I wish you'd have sung ten more of those. And I know uh, Jesse talked to me not long ago, learning these old songs, and, and I like the new ones. Don't misunderstand me. We, you know, the new ones are fine. That's good. We need our young people uh, to be able to enjoy. But I love it when we sing the old songs of Zion, something about them. But he he sang, oh, he sang 487 songs, and he never got to this one. I need thee. Somebody help me sing it. Oh, I need thee. Come on, sing it, sing it, sing it. (laughs) I need thee. I don't even know the words, but oh, my God, I love it. one more time
1: Woo! I love it I love it I need bless me Lord Say. I come
0: to... I need him. It is my prayer that this year, we
1: as a church, and you and I as an individual develop an overwhelming desire for a need of God. I want my need of God to go beyond my physical provision. I want my need of God to go beyond my physical healing. I want to need him beyond anything that this world could ever offer me. I want my need of him to be pure and holy and righteous and unquenchable. I don't want it to be that I have a need in my life and I call out to him and he provides that need and now that need is quenched. No, I want something born on the inside of me that when my eyes open up in the morning, my soul begins to cry out for a God that I need. I want to get a a need of him so much that no matter where I'm at, no matter what I'm doing, deep down inside, I am consumed with a desire to know him, walk with him, be with him, be blessed of him, to bless him. Put your hands together for the Lord. I'm not going to spend much time on this part but Jesus gives us something that you and I can kind of judge ourselves on whether I am truly abiding in him and he is abiding in me. He said if this is the case the same who is the same the one who's abiding in me the one in whom I am abiding in that one he or she Will bear much fruit. Now I know that that fruit is not just souls, but souls is part of it. But that fruit is that God is able to come into my nature and begin to change who I am. I can tell you today, brother Corinthian, that I do not abide in him the way I need to. And he does not abide in me the way I need him to because I'm still not patient like I should be. I still don't have a handle on some some things and spirits, human spirits inside of this body that if I was truly abiding with him and he was abiding in me, I could get those things under subjection. I could get lust out of my heart, greed out of my heart, wantonness out of my heart, lasciviousness out of my heart, hatred out of my heart, envy out of my heart. I can remove these things and become fruitful. I'm not here to hurt us. I'm here to help us. You say, you know, I have a problem with, with anger and patience. God's been working on me for years with this. No, he has not. You haven't let him work on it at all. Because my God can bring it under control just like that if I truly abide in him and he abides in me If we, you, and I have been battling certain things on January the 1st, 2017, and I'm still battling it on December 31st, 2017, it's because I have not allowed him to abide in me and me abide in him. I wish somebody helped the preacher. I haven't really given that to him because to be honest with you, brother James, I like my anger. And so do you. It
0: makes you feel powerful, doesn't it? Makes you feel like you got control for that moment until you make yourself look like a fool. And then you have to repent over your
1: foolishness because you let your anger take over you and control your words and control your actions. I wonder what would happen to me and you if we let God control us like we let these other things control us.
0: Look at your neighbor and say, he's preaching right to you. (laughs)
1: Ha <laughs> ha. I wonder what would take place if every member of the Pentecostals of the Palm Beaches would allow truly for God to take over our mouths and take over our physical actions and our being. Just like anger does or lust does or envy does or these other things jealousy does. Causes you to go in a rage. Causes you to say things you would have never said do things. You would have never done. This is what Jesus is talking about. If you abide in me and I abide in you, you will bear much fruit. If I
0: examine my life, if you examine your life, We will probably come to the conclusion that I have not been bearing much fruit lately. In fact, my fruit tree has got the same apple on it it had January the 1st. I got my one little talent. And I think God's done bearing fruit in my life. I've got my one little ability. God, allow God to use me in an area. And I think God's done bearing fruit in my life. God says, no, I want you to bear much fruit. I want you to blossom in every area of your life. If I'm abiding in him and he is abiding with me, stay with me, stay with Pastor. In the very basics of
1: salvation, yes, but we need, even Paul the Apostle said, there comes a time in your life when you leave the foundations of the doctrine. I'm excited. We're full of the Holy Ghost. I'm excited. We're baptized in Jesus' name. I'm excited. We've started living a life of separation, and not even some. There's even some of us that that for years God's been working on you in the very basics of separation. can't even get you to lay down your worldliness, your lust for jewelry, your lust for things, your lust for paint, your lust for dress. He can't even get you to lay down the very basic of carnality. Yet you want to proclaim you abide in him and he abides in you. I'm here to tell us when that happens, we There's some things you're battling with that pastor should never have to preach on. For the sake of our guests on Sunday morning, if you were abiding in him and him and you, it would just come natural.
0: As natural as it was, Brother Garcia, for me to live sinful, if I am abiding in him and he's in me, should it be as natural for me to live righteous nobody had to come teach me how to live sinful you live in fear and trembling of your salvation with the Lord and it'll change your life forever it's a good thing I'm getting this out on the last day of the year so we can launch the new year And tonight I'll get up and tell you how great you are. But today I'm going to try to get you there. Get us there. We abide in Him in the basics. But we hardly ever go any further than that. No. We abide in Him and speaking in tongues and having things work in our life. and, And some basic changes. But we never go any further than that. It's like... It's like that pot plant. I don't mean pot plant as in the kind you smoke. I mean pot plant as in a plant in a pot. You know, there was a day you didn't have to clarify that. But my next comment was going to be, it's like that pot plant in my yard. So I kind of wanted to make sure we understood what kind of pot plant I was talking about. Y'all wondering why pastors are always happy. (laughs) You know, the people that want to make money tell you it's okay for you. But the scientists that don't get rich off of that stuff gonna tell you it's killing you. It's destroying your brain cells. And now it's producing, now they've come out with a brand new disease that's causing people to vomit all the time. They can't stop vomiting and they're now linking it to the places where pot has been legalized they're overdosing their systems with whatever's in pot is it, what's the thc as in cat thc no idea what that stands for but it's like you're like that pot plant the plant in a pot That's out there in my yard. One day you look like all the other plants. Everybody's blooming. Everybody looks pretty. And then two days later, three of the plants are still fully bloomed. And two of them are doing this. That's when you pick it. I'm kidding. They're just kind of leaning over, you know. So I go, I try to figure it out. So I turn my sprinkler system on. Oh, the two that are leaning over. The sprinkler system's not getting to them. The ones that are doing this, there's water all over them. When I sprinkle some. No, you know what I have to do? I have to go to the side of my house Now, a brilliant man would have moved the pots so that the water could have got to them. But then they would have been unsymmetrical. And when you have an A-type personality, everything's got to line up right whether it dies or not. So I got to go over to the house, grab the water hose, walk 300 feet. It's only 180 foot hose. Go through the trouble attaching another one on. Make it to the pot, the plant in the pot and water it because that plant is not connected to the vine. He's just hanging around but everybody else is getting water but not him. So every other day Every three or four days, I got to go personally water that plant. And when I get done watering the plant, he does this. He looks like everybody else, and the other one does this. They look awesome. And you look out there at my plants, guys, and they're all beautiful. But four days later. And that's exactly how we are. Every four days, every five days, we make our way back to the house of God.
1: Amen. Preach to me, preacher. Sing to me, brother Sapp. Sing another way, brother Sap. Ooh. <laughs> I'm starting to feel it a little bit here. Oh, yeah. And by the end of the service, you look like all the other plants. You would think you were connected to the vine, but you're not. And I'm going to know you're not because in about four or five days, we're going to have to drag the hose back out to you and water you down here in the altar all over again so you can do this. It's the difference between them. Wait a minute. So then there are those saints, there are those saints that no matter where you see them, no matter where they're...
0: I saw one sister get out of her car today in the parking lot, talking in tongues. I'm like, give it a break, sis. (laughs) We don't do that till we get in church. She's walking down the aisle of the parking lot, Gigi. I don't want to mock you, so I'm real careful about that. She's talking in tongues. Tears flowing down her face. She's talking in tongues. And I
1: thought to myself, if I just had 50 more of them just like her. If 50 more just like her could have walked through the door today, this place would have exploded. We would not have been able to keep it under control. You know the difference between her and me is that she never broke her connection to the vine. When church was over, she was still connected. When she got home and her husband's not in church and everything's going crazy, she stayed connected. When her body hurt, she stayed connected. When our finances were in trouble, she stayed connected. She never broke the connection. Everywhere she went, the power of God, the glory of God, the anointing of the Lord. Clap your hands to him. Come on, everybody. Let's worship him for somebody get connected right now. Somebody get connected right now.
0: I'm going to be ready for them ribs, baby. (laughs) If I could get a fresh revelation of my need for God, I would stay connected. I wish I would have stayed connected to my notes. My notes are a lot nicer. If I could get a revelation, then I need Him when I get up in the morning. I need Him at noontime. Is that a song? I need Him in the evening. Is that a song? L- let's sing it. Is that the same song? Oh, that's the Praise Him. I've got all kinds of praisers, baby. I need people to understand they need him. Yeah, that's the, I praise him in the morning, praise him in the That's the one I'm thinking of. Though. Whew, your seat's a lot more comfortable than that, that hard bench there. Sister, if we could get a revelation that I need him. Beyond my finances. I need him beyond the sickness that's in my body. I need him beyond the trouble that's in my family. I need him beyond my kids who are not in church. And if all your children are in church, you need to thank God for it. God bless you, Joe and Cindy. David, where are you? Stand up, buddy. That boy's in the armed forces, one of them. He's in the Air Force. Keep standing, son. He hangs around boys and a few girls all day, every day of his life. And they use horrible language. Their habits are horrible. On the weekend, if they get off, if there's a little place by where they can go meet up with the girls, that's where those boys are going to go. But not David. And I'm going to tell you, Joe and Cindy didn't make that boy come to church today. That boy got dressed on his own. He's a man. He shoots a gun and flies a plane. Or whatever he does in the air for, I would assume if you're in the air, (laughs) you should be flying something. (laughs) Or something flying you. You have to stay connected. If you're going to be in one of the armed forces, You better be connected because you can't run to church every four or five days to get you a little juice and have God put his spiritual water hose on you so you can blossom for a couple of days and he has to do that over and over and over again. No, you have to stay connected. How do you know he's connected, Pastor? Because he wouldn't be here right now. He'd have told mom and dad he's got other things to do. How do you know that? Because I've watched some of our own boys and girls grow up and go off on their own to college or whatever. And when they come back, they go do their own thing. They lost their connection. You have to stay connected. And I'm talking to my young people right now. You better look right at Pastor. You got to stay connected. You can't, depend, you can't depend on mama and daddy. You got to get your own experience. Your own experience, Jonathan your own experience, because God's going to use you, son, mightily. You got to be connected to the Lord, and you can't let nothing break that connection. You can't let nobody break that connection. No matter where you go, no matter what you're doing, no matter who you're with, you better stay connected to the Lord. Because pastor's not always going to be there to yell at you with a spiritual water hose and fill you back up. Mom and Daddy's not always going to be there to encourage you again. you got to be like David. You have to encourage yourself in the Lord. How do you do that? You stay connected, Ariel. How do I know if you're not connected? You start falling the fads of your friends. Because the wind of doctrine blows you whatever direction it so chooses to do. Because you're not connected to anything. But if you're connected to the vine, the wind can blow and the storm can come. You're going to stay right where you're supposed to be. How do I know if you're not connected? You're going to start looking like, dressing like, talking like, walking like, desiring the things that the friends, your friends of the world desire and want. That's what you're going to begin to do. But if you stay connected... They won't all follow you, but there'll be a few. Stand up, Sarah. You. Can, I'm sorry, David. You can tell he's in an armed force. Okay. Hut. You can be seated. We packed Sarah's bag, gave her a little money, and sent her off to Berlin. She's out there all by herself, surrounded by sin. But if you're on Facebook, I think you Facebook it. I'm not sure. I'm not on it, so I see it on somebody else's. But if you're on, well, I'm on it. I just never go to it. If, if you're on Facebook, you can go in there, or if you get an email from her, and where do you see her? You don't see her in a pub. I think they have pubs. They call them pubs. You know, where all the young people gather together, and they drink their beer, and they smoke the pot plants. Not the plants in the pot, but the pot plants. And they do their thing and their stuff. But you don't see Sarah in a, a pub. You, see, you know where Sarah is? Sarah's in her apartment. You know who's surrounding Sarah? About 10 or 11 college students. Because she went onto the campuses
1: and began to talk about Jesus Christ And she brings Muslims and Hindus and people of other religions and Christians who aren't really connected. And she gets them in Bible studies. They pray through to the Holy Ghost. They get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because you stay connected. I'm, you can be seated, Sarah, thank you. I'm here to tell every one of us here today. If you want to see God move through your life in 2018, you are going to have to stay connected. It's not going to be
0: anymore just coming to church on Sunday. making the preachers pull out the spiritual fire holes and fill your little pot up so you can blossom again. No. It's going to be no no matter where I go. They're going to say, what's that behind you? Oh, that's God's water hose. I'll bring it everywhere I go. It's not ever going to leave my side. The Holy Ghost was dealing with me about this subject, and I butchered it today. I did. The Lord didn't. He did a great job. The Holy Ghost was dealing with me about this subject, and one of the bishops in my life contacted me. And he said, the Lord woke me up at 4 o'clock this morning. He preached for us a while back, Brother Chester Wright. He said, the Lord woke me up at 4 o'clock this morning. And uh, I began to pray for you. God had you on my heart and my mind. And then God gave me a message that he wants you to preach to your church. And he sent sent it in an email. And God confirmed with that message what I had already begun to put together. Because the Lord knows how I struggle with these things. I'd rather tickle your ears and we all go home happy, eating fat, slow-cooked ribs. Instead, I'm going to preach to you and make you mad, and I'm going to go home and eat fat, slow-cooked ribs. But the Holy Ghost has spoke to me. We're going to talk about it tonight. In, in more detail and I hope you come back. If if you don't come back for the night watch service, I'll call you and tell it to you personally. The Lord began to speak to me about things that we need to do as a church. In this year to fix us. To fix us. We are a powerful, worshiping, connected assembly. Everyone that comes through, leaves. Every evangelist, even bishop, I just spoke about. Every evangelist, every bishop, every preacher comes and goes saying, man, there's such a power in that church. There's such great worship. But you and I know we've been coasting. For about six months, we've been coasting. And we had so much going for us that we were able to continue to move on down this track in somewhat of a decent fashion. But only the people that have dove down to the deep waters know how it feels. And we got to get back down to the deep waters. Because that's where we have to be as a congregation. If people are going to be able to come through those doors. And feel such a power of God that it rips their heart out. I don't want sinners coming through those doors, experiencing church here and leaving, and saying, man, that was a great move of God. There's a thousand churches in West Palm Beach that can accomplish that. I want them coming through those doors, and they can't leave. Because such a power has gripped their hearts that all they can do is lay prostrate in the altar, crying out to a God that loves them, asking for his mercy and his passion and being filled with his power and his glory. Where's my sister? You were coming in this morning. You got the Holy Ghost a few weeks ago tall, slender sister, I spoke with you on the way in. I don't know your name, darling. I barely know my wife's name. We were talking about that. One of my ushers, I was out in the parking lot shaking hands. One of my ushers said, Pastor, what are you doing out there? I said, I'm shaking my people's hands. He said, you don't know their names. Why are you shaking their hands? I said, there's two groups of people I know. Those that have been here for 20 years, And troublemakers. So if I know your name and you ain't been here 20 years, you just decide where you at. I'm kidding. Because I know Terry and Helen's name, and I know y'all name because I love y'all. Anyway, I'm looking for my sister. You got the Holy Ghost a couple of weeks ago stand. Dryer, like a clothes dryer. Sister dryer, where you at? Dyer? Did she leave? Mary, was she with you? Wow, I'm walking in the heavens, brethren. I was at God's church. No, I know. I spoke with her. I see you after service. I'm going I'm to get you for not standing. I wasn't going to embarrass. I was just going to tell you stay connected. Some people run the aisles. All right, let's stand. Lord willing, I'll finish this tonight. I ain't got to my subject. My subject <laughs> was actually going to be about prayer a little bit. We'll save it. Put those prayer times up there, sister. Don. Everybody get your phone out. Take a picture. The only time you'll ever get to take a picture is your phone in church. Take a picture of that. We'll email it out to you as well. In 2018, we got to get over what we like or don't like. Whether something's being done my way or not. Well, I, you know, I, I do that, but I, I don't like the way that sounds. Or I don't, it's not about that. It's about coming together. It's about seeking the face of God. It's where God has us. We're in a school. You know, if we had a building and I had 6 a.m. prayer meeting, I'd only have two of you here anyway. My wife, because I'd make her come. And me, because I'd feel obligated to be there. Neither one of us would probably accomplish much for Jesus. This is actually the easiest thing in the world you can ever do. You set your lawn for 630. You don't even have to get dressed. There's no video involved. Just don't fall asleep on the phone. Every once in a while, you'll hear it in the background. And, and, and it's, not like, it's not like you can say, stop snoring. The person snoring can't hear you. However, They got up, didn't they? They dialed the phone, didn't they? And God enjoyed their snore a lot more than yours. Now that's good preaching right there. If you can't do it at 6.30, then do it at noon. If you can't do it at noon, then do it before you go to bed at 9.30. We have to get back to praying. We have to establish a prayer life. You know, you get a fresh revelation of your need for God, it would become preposterous to you. that you could possibly start your day without talking to him. The reason why we start our day without talking to him and we go the whole day after we get busy without ever talking to him and we go to bed without talking to him because we're tired at the end of the day is because we have no clue just how much we really need him. We've become self-sufficient in ourselves. And that's why I have to get the revelation, Luke, Kyle, that I need him. That's my son. That's why I said it that way. That I need him beyond my finances. Because if my need for him is my finances, then my finances are fine. My need dwindles. If I just need him for the health of my body, then when he heals my sickness, then my need for him dwindles. But if my revelation of my need for him goes beyond anything in this physical realm, then no matter how I'm here, good or bad, My need for him remains consistent. And it's only when we get a revelation of how much we need him will we establish a consistent prayer life. I'm just telling us like it is. Your prayer life is inconsistent because you are not connected to the vine. Someone just brings water holes out to you every once in a while. You're not connected. You bear no fruit. I'm trying to save us. You and I will never have a more joyous life. You will never enjoy earth more than when you are connected to the vine. Because when we are connected, when we are connected, we can enjoy the pleasures of the flesh in righteousness. He's the one that said it. On his right hand are pleasures for... Okay. It's 106. I got to quit. my, My first point is I'm done. But it really is point one. A vibrant prayer life and a relationship with God are mutually dependent. We cannot have one without the other, it's impossible. If I'm going to have a relationship with God, I have to have a prayer life. Absolutely. If I'm going to keep my prayer life, I have to have a relationship with God. If I don't have a relationship with the Lord, how long do you think my prayer life is going to last? Everybody say, I I need need God. It's 107. Would y'all be willing to come down to the altar and let's pray a little bit? Okay, let's come. If you're a guest, uh, you're welcome to come with us. We would be honored if you did. The church is going to come. We're going to pray. I'm going to be nicer tonight. We're going to pray in the new year. We are going to take communion tonight. So please be here. Listen, we start at 10. If you drag in at 11, you'll miss it. Don't clog my aisles up. Come on, I don't know why people stop in the aisle. Don't clog my aisles up. Keep it coming.